Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. I'm delighted to have another great business owner join me today, the lovely Sammy Tupper from TSID, an online clothing store on a mission to sell clothing for real women. Thanks for stopping by to have a chat, Sammy. Hello there. I'm so excited to have a chat with you. Yeah, I love talking all things business and yeah. And you have such a great one. So let's let's jump in. I'm a sucker for a story about small businesses and getting started. Tell me about the TSID or that shop in Doreen as it was previously known. Tell me how you got started. So um, I had a bit of a journey. I was working as a business development manager at a signage company and I was actually made redundant twice in six months. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) We had a sliding door moment. We actually had just put a deposit down um, to buy, well, to actually build a house. And the following week I got made redundant. Mm-hmm. So we were renting and we'd saved up a deposit and we we're ready to build. And I remember crying on my um, daughter's bed. I'm not sure why <laughs> I was in my daughter's room, but saying, I, I just feel like, I need to do something else. I need to do something that I'm passionate about. I've always loved to shop. So that's where, yeah, my dream for owning an own, my own store came into it. Wow, that is a sliding doors moment. Yeah. Almost, almost like a sign twice in six months to, yes. to kind of push you to do what you're really passionate about. But that must have been a really scary moment. It was. So we decided to cancel our deposit on building a house and we lost a little bit of money, but we actually decided we found a little space and decided to open up our store with our deposit. So we kind of gambled our dream of owning a home Mm -hmm. to open up that shop in Doreen, which is now called TSID Clothing. It was very nerve wracking and Damien and I were so scared. We thought, oh, are we doing the right thing? And when I went out to buy our first collection for the store and fill the store up, the clothes were sitting in our lounge room in garbage bags. And I remember sitting on the couch going, our life savings are in garbage bags. (laughs) What a reality check after going through all of that to be sitting there. But what a great, what a great perception of it all in terms of taking that chance and still having a bit of a chuckle about garbage bags and and just still wanting to run forward with it. And I think, you know, obviously Damien's been a great support for you to to make this all happen. He's been amazing. So at the time he was actually, he had his own little business. He was doing Jim's mowing. Oh yeah. And, and I was working in the store and when we actually fell pregnant with Holly, I took some time off and we had to put a full timer into the store. And when that happened, we noticed the store didn't sustain my income as well as employing a full timer. And that was the decision I made to go online and 
start a whole new platform so I could still be at home with my baby and hopefully that would sustain both income so I could have the store running at the same time. Yeah, we sort of built that up and Damien was like doing his gyms mowing in the morning and then coming home and he was packing our orders. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time we might we may have had like five or six orders to go out. But yeah, he started doing that and then we made the transition like we needed warehouse Space. management yeah. and and a full-time packer. So Damien left his Jim Smowing job and came to work for me full-time. So, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm always intrigued by this because, you know, as business owners, and you would obviously have been through this process yourself, I see a lot of small businesses who do have their stock in their houses, it overruns their life, they're up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning trying to get stock out. I'm intrigued to find out when did you decide to flick the switch? Was it based on volume of orders or was it based on just logic around cost? How did you go making those sorts of decisions? Okay, so I was that person. (laughs) We started off in the garage and we had one shelf in the garage and we had a very small collection that was online and then our store had more variety. Mm -hmm. So we started there and then it grew into my front lounge room. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, our front lounge room had boxes and a little, like, a little hallway that you could walk down into our living and kitchen area. So, but <laughs> I can see it now. This is why I'm laughing. I can see it all the way. And back. then we, and then we grew out of the front lounge room and also had a pod in the driveway, like a. <laughs> Talk about oh. overrun. <laughs> and when people would um, come over, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, just excuse the mess. And they'd have to walk through the like warehouse space into our lounge room. It was, yeah. <laughs> Would that would that have then been another gamble? So we talk about costs and we talk about making the choice to then transition. So you transitioned from yourself to then having a full-timer and having to take on that cost and then having Damien leave his job to come in and do some packing for you. Then there's this new cost that's coming into your business, which is warehouse management or warehouse space itself. How do you feel about that transition from a cost perspective? So from a cost perspective, Yeah, we were very nervous because it was taking on a whole new rental and overheads to run a big space. It was cost and also travel time because we loved the fact that we could pick our kids up from school as well and they didn't have to do after school care and everything was, we could work in our own time. So the only... We're in Doreen and the only warehouse space is maybe like 30, 40 minutes drive, which takes out a huge time out of your day. And we're really lucky when we were ready, we were just happened to be driving to Whittlesea and there was a sign saying a warehouse available for rent. So Damien had rung the management up and we went and had a look at it and it was just perfect. So it was also like cost, making sure like our business would sustain the overheads of a warehouse as well as 
being more like convenient for our family and our lifestyle as well. Because it plays a really big part, especially when you're giving up so much of yourself as a business owner, you want some benefit to that. And that is being around your kids, being able to be there to, to dictate your time. You know, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And like when I was made redundant, the biggest feeling that I had was I want to be able to take my kids to school and I was missing out on that. Mm -hmm. And Damien was able to do that. So we're quite lucky with that because he had the flexibility with the gym's mowing business. But I wanted to be able to do that for my children too and pick them up from school. And if they had sports, I wanted to be able to make the time to go watch and I felt like I'd missed out on that for so many years and being made redundant was a sign for me to make some change. And Wow, there seems to be some really clear signs in your life, like from the warehouse (laughs) sign to the redundancy. It's it's really, really great. So I, you know, I'll admit from the outset, I'm a big customer of yours here. Look. I got onto those so, so quickly. Let me tell you the jumps that I'm wearing. And I'm a local to your previous bricks and mortar store in TSID. So I'm in Doreen as well. And great little store, but it's actually not there anymore. And this is what really intrigues me. So traditionally, a lot of people move from online to bricks and mortar. And I know we've had the challenges of COVID, but you've recently closed down your little bricks and mortar store and you've moved completely online without missing a beat. Like you're business is still humming along fantastic you had a great following from the people that came into your store how has that transition been for you oh it was very scary when I made the decision to close down the store but it wasn't something that I like COVID kind of forced us to do it but it wasn't something that just came out of nowhere because I had been thinking about it for a while, especially where the world is moved online and it's very fast paced. And in order to grow a business, I felt like all my energy had to go into the one place. And that's, that's what was one of the deciding factors is I couldn't have my hand on so many things at once. My time had to go where I really wanted to be. And that was the online space. So I think that's fantastic to be able to recognize that from your original plan, things have changed and it may not look the way you had originally set out for it to look, but that you're still very confident that by taking away one component that was such a big component in your world, that your online store was still going to be, if you focused enough on it and provided the energy that it needed, it was going to reap the rewards. And it certainly has. Yeah, it's been amazing. And the support that we have had has been incredible. We have got Like you said yourself, you're a loyal customer and we really do have that loyalty. And it's been a lot of years of building up that no like and trust factor. Mm -hmm. So a lot of local customers saw me at the beginning of the business in in in-store. I worked it for a good three to four years before I had Holly. I worked there full time. So they got to know and like and trust and then they shared it with their friends and 
it just kept on growing. So I think it was very important to build that ground. So that's how I feel. And it's great because you really are the face of your brand. Like you're not just this set and forget kind of business owner and let the clothes speak for themselves. You really, you've participated in your brand for such a long time. And, And there's that trust factor. Like you said, your community rallies around you. They understand your story. They get the process and there's that real support. And, and you can't go past trust as a business owner. I think that's, that's so important. And I was going to ask you how your customers have taken to even the transition to just online because there were, you know, I know Doreen well because I live here, but, you know, the whole, it's a nice little community and people love that touchy-feely kind of environment. So how have they taken to the fact that there is no bricks and mortar where they can still have that communication with you? How does how's that gone? So there's been so many people that have like understand where we're going with it, but there has been um, a few people that have really mourned the store and in a positive way, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Like I suppose in a way it's training the customers to buy differently So we work really hard to show um, our clothing on different body shapes virtually, like so they can sort of have that relatability to the person um, that's sharing it. I think that's so important. And I've I've seen a big movement for that in, in the clothing industry recently where there's you know, even I saw bras and things campaign is no longer just your Victoria's Secret models. Not that they probably use Victoria's Secret models, but you know what I mean? Not that, that looking uninspiring un- kind of moment where people kind of go, well, I'm never going to look like that. So I kind of move on. So yeah. it's it's great to see that there's that inclusiveness. You're right. It would help them shop differently. Uh, how does that, how does that go with refunds or anything like that? When people have tried on at home, does that become a bigger headache for you or it works out to be like we've done the stats with it so there's probably about 10 percent returns um rate so we're really we concentrate on our customer service so we basically have a 24-hour customer service line mm-hmm. um, we measure like no questions a silly question so we can measure the garment we can yeah we try to help the customer out so they don't have to go down the track of returning it yeah Claire runs our customer service base via email and then we've got Beck on our Instagram DMs and then we've also got the Facebook so we've got a lot of people answering questions constantly about how something fits or if they need measurements. Yeah, so that that has probably slowed down the returns rate right. and made it easier for the customer to buy. But if there is like a problem, we're, we're very flexible with our returns. We have a returns voucher, like you get credited a voucher and that will never expire so you don't have to spend it straight away you can um that's refreshing (laughs) (laughs) so you don't have a time limit on when you have to spend it and you can also um spend it in small bits at a time as well so yeah and just to even hear that it's no longer just you and not just you and Damien and now there's a bigger team and that must be so exciting because all of those that hard work you put in in the beginning has obviously 
really paid off this bigger support behind you now so that you can concentrate. And I, again, I I go back to the fact that I really love the fact that you narrowing in on where you think your strengths are and online is going to be that for you. And I can imagine there's only bigger and better things to come. Can you share any of those with us? I know you've got new product launches all the time. Yes, we love our um, Tuesday launches. I do the Tuesday try-ons and I've been doing them for years now. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You make it look so much fun. Like, Oh, I have a ball doing it. So, um, yeah, we've got our weekly launches and we've got lots of collaborations with other influencers coming up as well and brands. And now you obviously have the headspace to be able to do all that because you're not trying to put yourself in too many or split yourself up into too many areas of your business. And I love that you can just do one thing extremely well and and give you that freedom. Yeah, and it definitely has. And I'm going to notice more with Holly at school this year, like the extra time that I can devote to it as well. Yeah. So it's just been, yeah, it's definitely given me a drive and last year in March I actually went to America and I went to a um, conference called the world of social media yes and I spent a week listening to all these masterminds that have done everything and grown their businesses on social media and I was I just came back with a fire in my belly and yeah it felt like yeah, I was ready to take on the social media world. <laughs> oh, good luck to you, man. I find it so daunting. Maybe I need to do that. I was in America in March actually last year. Oh, were well. you? But we we got it cut short because of COVID. Like we yes. told you've got to get out. We're like, okay, yeah. off we go. But I've got to get into the social media thing. I'm, I'm so bad at it. But you've given me some inspiration to do that. But can I ask you if you did have to give some inspirational Pointers, what would you give to people starting out, people thinking about the same sorts of things? Because there's a lot of people that have now just gone online and really tried to launch their business, which I am so, I'm a real big, small business advocate. So I love the fact that people are just giving it a go. So what would you say to them, if you could, in the midst of all that? Okay, so definitely put yourself out there, be the face of your brand People want to know who they are buying off. There is a million clothing brands out there, but there's there's only one of me. So, like, once you get that know, like, and trust factor, they will want to buy your product off you because they know and like and love you. So um, I think that is a huge part of building a brand is putting yourself out there and being the face of your brand. Everyone is a brand in themselves. Yeah. If you walk out of a room, if someone says something about you, it's what they're saying about you when you're not in the room. Yeah. I just feel like definitely putting yourself forward and not being shy and start small as well like like I do a lot of like I love small business too so on my Sammy Tupper page I will go around and visit small business and and encourage them to do the same thing and put themselves out there and I'm I just say 
just do one story a day. It's 15 seconds. Put yourself out there once a day and you'll get better and better at it as you go. I feel like you're talking to me right now because I need to do more of that. I really, really do. Like I said, I, I look on and I admire how much you get on your socials because I think it's it makes it, it makes such a big impact. So, so I heard something um, a while ago and that's when I went, oh, okay, I get it. Like you're not showing up for the masses. You're just showing up for that one person that needs to hear what you have to say. Wow. So that that just sort of stuck with me and I felt like I felt it like it comes an yeah. obligation doesn't it if you've yeah. got something that you think is going to change somebody's perspe- perspective on something that's difficult for them it almost feels like an obligation doesn't it to a- put it absolutely. out absolutely absolutely and I feel like I have a lot of people that rely on me showing up like even through covid I felt that lockdown, I felt I've got to stay positive about everything and share it so I could maybe help someone that's not feeling so positive about it, maybe lift their day a little bit. And that was my driving point to share so much over that time. (laughs) (laughs) And to give you a break from homeschooling, like seriously. Uh, Yeah. Everyone was that looking was for a break. nightmare. I don't want to relive that at all. <laughs> well, that was that's some really great advice, and I just want to thank you again for stopping by. This has been amazing to talk to you and hear your story. I, congratulations on your business. I think it's it's doing extremely well, and on what's to come. Like I can imagine the collaborations that you've got going on and the headspace that you'll have to do it. So yes. again, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you and thank you for supporting us Um, and I was so thrilled when you came to me about being on your podcast I was like oh that is an amazing experience for myself like this year I was I've never been very good at public speaking and I was like doing very well I'm trying to make it my goal (laughs) we'll have to have you back then in 12 months time we'll have to have you back and see where you're at and what's going on with TSID and and where the world is for you I'd love to. (laughs) Anytime. Thanks again, Sammy. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And that's it, guys, for another episode of The Boring Shit You Need to Know About Business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'll see you next time.